Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I've got great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds from the golf to the horse racing, the early NFL futures, Major League Baseball, and a heck of a lot more. All you have to do is head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. You get the bonus, you get into the action, and you jump on with Bet Online, where the game starts. MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry. With over 25 years of experience, their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. It's the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and more. Please do download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by your State Farm agent, Matt Graham, Prestwick Golf, MyHotTub.com, and of course, Carvel of North Syracuse. Make sure you stop in today for your sweet treat at Carvel of North Syracuse. They've got the best ice cream cakes around. Carvel of North Syracuse is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Let's bring him in. He used to cover the Rochester Red Wings for a long, long time for the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle, among other sports, and now stepping away from the sports media side of things for some years, but still keeping close eyes uh, on his teams. But I'm bringing him in because he was just awarded a spot into the 2022 Rochester Red Wings Hall of Fame. Oh my goodness, what an honor for Jim Mandalero. He'll go in with former first baseman Justin Morneau. It'll be the 101st and 102nd members of the Rochester Red Wings Hall of Fame. They're going to be inducted on July 26th, right before first pitch of the Red Wings hosting Scranton Wilkes-Barre. Jim Mandalero, it is such a pleasure to have you on. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Good. Thank you very much. It's funny you say uh, class of 22. It, it technically is, but um, the election, uh, I was elected in January of 20, along with Justin Morneau. And then this thing called COVID-19 right. happened. So we've been on hold for a couple of years. So I'm excited about it. It's July 26th. And uh, it'll be great to go in with somebody that I covered also, Justin Morneau. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you, you covered what, what I was going to get to a, a little bit later on that, that yeah, you've been elected now for a couple of years. But you know what? It kind of feels like you're going to the Hall of Fame three times, right? And we had 2020, we had 2021, now we have 2022. Um, when you look at the names in the Hall of Fame and you're going to be right next to you know, a lot of all-time greats, not just on the field, but off the field. What sinks in first for you? Well, I mean, the, the it's humbling, and I know that sounds like a cliche, but, I mean, in no way do I 
equate myself with someone like a, a Cal Ripken Jr., but having interviewed him and known, you know, gotten to know him a little bit, how how humble he is, and someone I look up to, Bobby Gritch was uh, my first baseball idol. My father took me in 1971 to see the great Bobby Gritch, Don Baylor, Mike Ferraro, Johnny Oates baseball team that won the Junior World Series, hmm. led by a guy that became my friend, Joe Altabelli, who was the manager, another Hall of Famer. So, yeah, when you go in the company with people you've looked up to your whole life, it's it's pretty humbling. When you when you covered the Wings, when do you think the team was kind of at its height during your career? Like, without a doubt. I mean, I started in 91 there at Silver Stadium. But a lot of those years until 97, when they moved into Frontier Field, the same year Syracuse got their ballpark, um, a lot of those years were all about, we need a new ballpark, we need a new ballpark, Silver Stadium's falling apart. So there was always that damper on it, although some of the teams were great, some of the players were great. Jeff Manto, who I know uh, local fans know, um, played here in 94. But without a doubt, 97 is the apex. I mean, 97, first year at a ballpark, brand new ballpark, packed house every night, and they win the Governor's Cup title in Game 5 against the Yankees farm team at home. I mean, it, it just doesn't get better than that. And Frontier Field, I know you you know, still go there and, and you have a fond spot, you know, in your heart for, for that place. What, how, how much bigger did it feel covering the Red Wings because you were driving to that ballpark every single game? It, it did. And, you know, in a way, um, you go there every night and you get so used to it that when other people go there for the first time and they're like, this is amazing. Even the press box, they come up for a visit. I can't believe you go here every night and you're so used to it. It makes you step back and take a look and say, let me appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, at the first year or so, I, I loved it so much. I would go on the few nights that I was not working and I would just go as a fan and, and go up to the press box. You felt like you were in another city because you were so used to dilapidated Silver Stadium, climbing the stairs, <laughs> the rickety press box that would literally shake when the fans were applauding, um, it's, it still has a special thing for me. Um, but yeah, yeah, in the beginning it was really surreal. Like, I can't believe this is Rochester, New York. Do you, when you look back on it, do you, you know, if I gave you a mulligan during your career cover in the team, would you, would you pick anything or, or no look backs? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think, in retrospect, I always wanted to tell it like it was and not just report on who won and lost, but how and maybe things that the front office above wasn't doing, be it the Orioles or the Twins. I would say, if i being honest, that sometimes maybe the fan in me wanting the Red Wings to win, I'm from Rochester, you know, you get a little more touchy with your comments a little more. I remember... They were terrible one year, and I had this line that um, we'd compare them to the Bad News Bears, but that would be an insult to the Bad News Bears. So that's funny, right? Ha ha. But then you think about it, and these are professional baseball players, and I'm saying they're not as good as, you know, the Tatum O'Neill team. So, yeah, and I heard it from a couple players. Um, So, yeah, maybe a couple of wise guy comments. Not all of it. I mean, some of it was warranted. I, I, I mean, I covered 
I covered more 12 game losing streaks than champions. I covered two 12 game losing streaks and one champion in 24 years. So I had some rough teams to cover, but yeah, that would be the mulligan. Maybe be a little softer at times. So you had brought up right out of the gate that, you know, you were elected a couple of years ago, but the headline and all the stories say class of 2022. So are you technically class of 2022 being inducted in, or I should say class of 2020 inducted in 2022 or are you, is it all 2022? What, what's the, I know I when you were elected, but which class is, is it, is it just current 2022? I think it's just class of 22 and okay. it's, you know, they just kind of went on hiatus for a bit as other halls of fame have been, you know, there've been no classes one sure. year. So I think it is 22. Okay. Is very fine. good. So you're also going to, you know, join your good buddy, Scott Petoniak in the hall of fame who was there. Yes. Nine years ago already, he got inducted. He went in with Mike Messino and, and a couple of other good ones. Um, you and Scott are friends. You guys work together. You guys put a book together on the history of the Red Wings, which is incredible. Um, what do you think you guys have learned from each other through the years? Well, I mean, Scott, when I was young, Scott was a mentor to me. We shared so many rides to Syracuse where I was covering the Syracuse Orange football team and he was the columnist that day talking about stuff on the way back. Going to his house, I mean, when we did Silver Seasons and they first came out in 96, you know, at the end of Silver Stadium, I mean, we didn't have what we have now. There was no, I don't know, I don't know why we didn't email it, but we, I remember one day where we had to print out a manuscript and we had to go to a print shop to get more ink three times because we kept running out. We're talking like with the index, we're talking like 300 pages that we had to print out. I think we had to make a couple copies. So we did a lot together. Um, yeah, I'm proud to say that I wrote that book with Scott. Scott's name is on my plaque as the co-author and it's pretty cool. And you know, somebody made a comment on Facebook, like, well, what position did you play? That's fine. I, you know, I ho- hopefully I contribute in ways that gave readers an insight into the team. I'm not ever pretending to be an MVP or a third baseman, uh, nor did Scott. But, you know, Scott did a photo history of Rochester, too, the, of, of baseball. So hopefully we helped in other ways. But, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of any time a, a member of the media goes in that's made a long contribution. And he's certainly one of them. And hopefully people think of that way of me, too. Jim Mandelero uh, at Jim Mandelero on Twitter, of course, a longtime sports reporter and writer covering the Red Wings for uh, multiple decades, now a Hall of Famer in the Red Wings class of 2022. Um, what do you hope as people in the years go on, you know, go back, maybe read the archives, read your stuff, read the book, whatever the case may be, the work that you've produced through the years, because um, content never dies. Uh, what do you hope they say about your work? Well, I, I hope they say that they learned a lot about not only, you know, how the 1994 Red Wings did, but more features I wrote about players, human interest stories, um, and just come away with a better perspective of what I really think is possibly, the you know, I don't know all the organizations in the minor leagues, but this is a pretty well-run organization and with great promotions and a long-standing history. But I'll tell you, Mike, one of the sad things uh, is just the, you know, the, the lack of coverage these days yep. where the papers don't even cover the games. And I, I feel bad for future generations that might want to read about it. It's just not going to be there 
Whereas when Matt Michael was covering the Syracuse Chiefs and I was covering the Red Wings, it was every, I mean, every day I had a game story in a long notebook um, filled with information. And, and now if you can get a three paragraph game summary, you've got something. So um, I, I'm happy I got in at the, at the end of a golden age of, of writing where we covered local teams. Well, you know, it's not only the the coverage that's really lacking. It's it, in all honesty, what they've done to the minor leagues, the teams are also lacking. You know, I mean, I went to see my sister in Maryland a few weeks ago, and we caught an uh, Aberdeen Ironbirds game, which is you know obviously as you know owned by Ripken, um, and uh, the stadium's kind of like a mini Camden Yards. I've always wanted to go there, driven by it a million times. We finally went. Really great place. Um, but I had to search to the end of the earth to find out where the hell Aberdeen was playing. You know, I had to go to the drop down box uh, on the on the minor league baseball website. I'm looking at it, going, "Okay, this is short A. It used to be New York Penn League. Uh, it's short high A. Where are we?" And then they they didn't even have all the leagues. And I finally found a place. It had the Midwest League. It had the Northwest League. And then all of a sudden, the South Atlantic League was right there. And I'm like, "Oh." There they are, the Aberdeen Ironbirds. They play the Brooklyn Cyclones and all that. So you covered the minor leagues forever. This has to be, for you, extremely sad as well, what they've done to the minor leagues. Rob Manfred and everything, they've shrunk things down. There's less teaching, less instruction, uh, less ballparks, less teams, less everything. And, and, and they're not getting paid either. Oh, are you kidding? I mean, you know, I grew up in an age in the International League where there were eight teams, four of them made the playoffs, and that sure. was it. Yeah. Uh, they one played four and two played three. And then when I was there, you know, we had the IL East, which became the North, mm-hmm. and the other ones. But we always, you know, we knew who our opponents were, and there was there was always that fight to get into the playoffs, the Governor's Cup playoffs, you know. And now, I mean, last year, I don't think even think they had anything like that. Now they're trying to go back to, like, what is it, AAA East and West? Something like that. Uh, it's sad. It's sad. Um, they're playing in October now. Yeah. Um, we were done by Labor Day. And you wonder, the reason that, that, you know, we know, you know, with Syracuse and Russia, we didn't get great attendance in the playoffs because once September comes and kids go back to school and there's activities in the evening and maybe it gets a little cooler, you don't draw a lot. Well, now they're playing in October. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the guy from Rome, New York, and what he has done to the game. Um but I am glad that I was there at a time where it did mean something. I guess the only thing that's relatively similar to back in the day, as, as you know, old, old guys like you and I like to say, is that the International League, the AAA scene, is still the IL and the PCL. Other than that, yeah. nothing's really, nothing really makes sense to me, man, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um Thank God that teams like our city still have teams because some of these teams I don't even recognize, no lower, doubt. especially the lower minors. Yeah, no doubt. Jim Mandelero with us here. A couple more for you, Jim, on the ML Sports Platter, the <laughs> newly minted uh, Hall of Famer Rochester Red Wings class, of course, and you can follow Jim on Twitter, uh, at Jim Mandelero. Um, we're coming off of, as I record this, a Yankees-Red Sox series, and, and, of course, this weekend they play again in New York. Um, what were some of your takeaways from that four-game set? Listen, I'm a Red Sox fan. You're a Yankees fan. Um, uh, I went from low to high. I mean, I was very, very proud of the Red Sox um, for even getting a split because I really thought after Friday they would be swept. I mean, they were 16 games out. 
And, you know, it's a cliche to say they're injury-riddled, but they are injury-riddled. They have four starting pitchers on the injured reserve list. They get Chris Sale back this week. Uh, Devers is out. Uh, Hernandez is out. So they've had a lot of issues. Um, I'm very – I mean, here's the thing. Everyone – I don't want to say everyone. A lot of Yankee fans were upset with how much the Red Sox celebrated at the Fox game Saturday night. They're not trying to catch the Yankees. They're never going to catch the Yankees. They're trying to make the playoffs. It was a huge win in that regard. I, I'm i not looking forward to this weekend. I think it'll be the opposite. I think the Yankees at Yankee Stadium will probably dominate. Um, just treading water, trying to get in, because as you know, once you get in, anything can happen. Um, San Francisco won, what, 107 or so games last year and didn't get past the Dodgers. So it's you know everyone's 0-0 zero zero in October. Um, it's, it's a great rivalry. Um, I love it. Um, the Yankees are great. We'll see how they do in October. But, you know, baseball is better when the Yankees are good and when the Yankees and Red Sox are both good. All right, I can't let you escape without getting into uh, our Buffalo Bills, obviously, as we're nearing right. training camp. And, boy, Jim, I, I don't think there's been hype and expectations like this since, I don't know what, maybe the second time they went back to the Super Bowl, third time they went back to the Super Bowl in the 90s. Um, that was the question. Right? Uh, have they ever been the, uh, if they are the team? I mean, I guess you could say in many ways, many publications, they're the team to beat. But um, yeah, it, expectations are soaring. It's amazing. Um, do you think, I mean, obviously, I, I the question comes up sometimes, you know, will, will they be able to handle it? I mean, they, they've, they've handled it pretty well the last couple of years. They just have to get up over that hump. Um, but the AFC is also loaded, you know, Super Bowl or bus, I, I don't really subscribe to it, Jim, because I just think it's sports. I think it's really difficult, and there there are a lot of challengers out there, and, and you don't you just don't know, you know, injuries. Um, a lot of things can happen between now and training camp, and then before the regular season. Do you subscribe to Super Bowl or bust? When you say Super Bowl or bust, do you mean anything short of a Super Bowl is a disappointment? Correct. Jeez, yeah, I guess if they. I, I almost have to say yes because wow, okay. I can't imagine losing the AFC conference this year championship and saying, "Oh, we had a good season because we've been so close and we're haunted by the Kansas city game. Mm-hmm. Um, if they get to the Super Bowl and lose, then they're all in five and all the jokes come back. Yeah. They're young though. And their quarterback is so young. So I'm on the verge of saying Super Bowl or bust, but not really because they do have more time. They're not going to go away after this year. They have a tough schedule. Yeah. Um, they will, you know, they'll win their division. They'll make the playoffs. But, geez, Kansas City and mm. Cincinnati and the Chargers are on fire. And there's so many teams. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess, Mike, the answer is no, not super bust, but pretty close. Can Josh Allen get better? Jeez. I, I, I don't know. I mean, God, you think at 26, I think he is now, that he's going to get better? I just want him to stay healthy. Sure. I mean, you worry about that, and you talk about tough schedule. Jeez, you lose Josh Allen, that's really gets tough. Bill's got to be home in the playoffs. If they're home, they have a really good chance. Road is tough. Kansas City's tough. Even Cincinnati's tough. Those places are tough. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, who can't get better when they're 26, right, in any trade? But he's pretty darn good, I'll tell you that. You know, it's amazing, Jim, last year, how the Bills, you know, they had that clunker against the Jaguars, they lose at Tennessee, which you could have still had the clunker against Jacksonville, but if you beat Tennessee, you get the home field because 
you know, it, it was such a big a big matchup there between the two teams. Allen slips on the one. Deion Dawkins gets blown up, uh, you know, basically at the goal line. And yet the Bills still had the opportunity, you know, up the way they were at Kansas City with 13 seconds. They still had an opportunity to host the AFC Championship game last year. You know, they still, had, they still had a chance. They sure did. And that haunts people. We'll never know. Because, of course, Cincinnati went into Kansas City and won. So it's a little arrogant for us to say, well, we would have beat Cincinnati at Orchard Park, of course, because they won in a very tough place. Maybe it was just their year. I, I worry more about Kansas City than Cincinnati uh, anytime you have Mahomes. I do think the Bills are the team to beat, but that means nothing. You know, it really means nothing. There's so much that can happen in a football season, and uh, they just got to keep pushing, keep pushing, but it's going to be a fun season, that's for sure. No doubt. Rochester Red Wings Hall of Famer Jim Mandalero going in July 26th before the game between the Wings and Scranton Wilkes-Barre, uh, along with Justin Morneau, the Red Wing great and MLB great as well. And Jim's on Twitter, at Jim Mandalero. Multiple decades covering the team and, and really other sports as well for the Democrat and Chronicle. And uh, you've just had an unbelievable career, Jim. I'm proud to call you a friend, and thanks for doing this. I feel the same way, Mike. I'm proud to call you a friend. And anytime you want to talk sports, I'd love to come on. Celebrate your whale of a dad with a fudgy The Whale ice cream cake from the locally owned and operated Carvel of North Syracuse. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh, so no matter what kind of treat or design your dad wants, they make it happen. Your dad deserves a tasty treat this Father's Day. Soft serve ice cream, milkshakes, sundaes, shakes, and more. America's favorite since 1934. Carvel. Open seven days a week. Brewerton Road in North Syracuse. Stop in today. Fudgy The Whale is waiting for you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.